0: hello i know what you're thinking wow she's still doing this isn't it a little late to get on the podcast bandwagon megan shouldn't you just get a tiktok megan no i'm 26 years old i'm not as cute as reese witherspoon so i cannot just get a tiktok here we are episode three um, in a week where Taylor Swift released a remix, Colin Kaepernick maybe getting back into the NFL, impeachment hearings going down, and another streaming service started, so how will I have anything to talk about. Now, well, let's catch up! Guys, great news. We can all go in together and buy Kim and Kanye's condo in Calabasas. Some things you should know about this uh, the aesthetic is described as this is a direct quote minimal monastery, which you know Kanye came up with, and it brings me so much joy because in his world that means that there's a monastery that's not minimal, and I would love to see it. Fun fact. Her name is the only one on um the paperwork for this home. I was going to say like the lease, but it's a house. And then I realized I've never bought a house. I don't know anything about <laughs> like what is it, on the mortgage. Surely they don't have a mortgage, right? They just paid. Ca- okay. Anyway, I don't know anything about houses. Oh my God. But her name is the only one on it. Um, I'm sure that has to do with him wanting to run for president, like staying off the grid or something. I I have no idea. Um, It's only like three miles it's less than three miles actually from their main house which has that same minimal monastery vibe honestly their their house is just so beige the house is beige the things that Connie's done to Kim's wardrobe is beige obviously his runway is beige it's just kind of dull isn't it I don't know that one pair of Yeezys ran for like $11,000 so I guess I should shut up and buy myself a beige house But this condo, this condominium complex, Chris has three units in it as well. So plot twist, the Kardashians are also into real estate and obviously MJ lives in one. So if you're really obsessed with them, this would definitely be the move. You'd be close by, you know, you'd live in the same complex as MJ. And fun fact, (laughs) the monthly HOA fee is $658, which I love that we know that. Um it's listed for like three point something million. They bought it for like one point seven million a couple years ago. I guess they're just trying to save up money um for Kim's like bar exam or their compound in Wyoming one or the other. Okay. I have come to the realization that I'm saying that this podcast is about pop culture, and it definitely is, but some things are a little niche, so we're just going to have to see how it goes. In five years, if this show is winning, like all the Emmys, not my show, obviously, this show that I'm about to tell you about, then I get to be a hipster and be like, oh, I knew about it, but if it like is canceled after six episodes, I'm going to have to delete this episode of this podcast, I guess. Okay, so two women who I consider national treasures, Darcy Carden, who if her name is not ringing a bell, um, The Good Place and Barry, and just like overall joy, and Abby Jacobson, Broad City, obviously, and that um, like cartoon on Netflix, Google that, I don't know what it is, y'all. Okay, so they're gonna be starring in a half hour comedy based on a league of their own, Just so we're clear, this could have been about uh, rats scuffling in the subway and I would tune in. I personally cannot wait. It will be on Amazon alongside my 30 count of K-Cups and a sweater that is of questionable quality but is too trendy to invest in, so I go ahead and buy it with Prime anyway. Apparently, this is not the first time a sitcom based on A League of Their Own has been produced. One in 1993 flopped, but if there's anything that Amazon has taught us, It's that people love all white period sitcoms where women speak truth to power and that being able to order tampons, hangers, a candle, and a phone charger altogether is all that any of us want. My last story this week. Harry Styles is going on tour in the belliest of bell-bottoms. I wish he had more than ten fingers so he could wear more rings. He wears jewelry better than I do. I mean, that's pretty much it. There's a lot going on in the world, but in terms of pop culture, I think that it's exciting that he's going on tour in white in white flared pants and a pink silk blouse. Maybe that's just me though. This is a segment of the podcast that's completely self-serving where I ask questions and I assume that someone will know the answer for me. This week, and I'm surprised it took me three episodes to get to this because this is a question I think we've all been asking. Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez, are they really dating or are they still trying to get us to listen to Senorita? I ask this not just because all all the things, but most recently they were, quote, canoodling, which is what literally every tabloid says about, like, two people sitting close. But they were canoodling at courtside at the Clippers game a couple nights ago. Do you know how much courtside seats cost at a Clippers game? Not as much as, as when Blake Griffin was there. Hey, hey, uh, I'm just kidding. They have like Kawhi or whatever, but Missy Blake. <laughs> House Detroit? He like isn't even playing. Oh, wow. I digress. My point in all of this is the tickets are like $2,500 each because I obviously looked it up. That includes, in case you're wondering, for a very nice Christmas gift for someone, access to the hospitality room and parking and food and stuff. So I guess I'm a little confused. I, maybe they were given the tickets, but if they spent $5,000 on those tickets and only focused on one another, are you kidding me? She spent $2,500 on that ticket and looked at Shawn Mendez instead of all those basketball players who I love Shawn Mendez, but he does not even remotely have a basketball frame. Also, fun fact, Kevin Hart was there. Glad he's doing better. He was wearing a $9,000 Chanel hoodie. I presume Pharrell gave it to him because it's part of his collection. But I'm like, wow, the concentration of wealth just like right there on on his back. You know, are they are they really dating? She was looking in the camera at one point kissing his hand like look up the picture. I don't buy it. Okay, so I have to start here. Do we care about Angelina and Brad? If your answer is no, I suggest you fast forward. If your answer is yes, which I'm honest, I'm honestly not sure that my answer is even yes, but apparently Angelina is very bitter with Brad for turning their kids' lives around, and I, I can just see everyone's aunt at Thanksgiving going, "Well, what goes around comes around." She um did not want to get married. Apparently, she also wants to live abroad, but she can't because she says Brad won't let her. But y'all, I feel like she might be bitter with her children. She's like, "I want to live abroad. I didn't want to get married. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on." But I find it kind of fascinating, given you know Jen's like resurgence into like. Do you think this is why Jennifer Aniston got an Instagram? She was like, "Oh, uh, uh, it's my time to get back in there." Like, I was always team Jen. I was like a teenager when this was happening. I shouldn't have been a team. I was always Team Jen, but I um, I find this all very fascinating. So we'll I guess we'll see how it goes, but I just feel like we're only a couple award shows away from her wearing a vial of bl- blood and kissing her brother. So if you don't know what that is in reference to. You really need to do a deep dive on Angelina Jolie. This podcast was almost just me doing deep dives on celebrities that have fascinating histories, and she could be one, because between that and her father, hello, John Voight, I mean, I could talk for hours. I really, I won't, but I could. Y'all are going to hate me for this one. I know it already, but I'm doing it. There is an ad recirculating for vitamin water. It's from like 2011, I believe. And it says, and I'm not making this up. It has like three pictures of vitamin water bottles. And then up in the right hand corner, it says, quote, flu shots are so last year. (laughs) Let that sink in. So I absolutely absolutely hate the idea of sipping on a beverage that has 1A brought, 1A, Lord of mercy, A, brought up the flu, gross, not good marketing, and B, proceeded to say that I don't need the shot for it. So you heard it here first, announcement, announcement, vitamin water is anti-vax. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to get sued. Um, 12 people listen to this podcast and I'm going to get sued. Uh, but I, my question is, does this mean due to the transit of property, is 50 Cent also anti-vax? <laughs> That's my question. Does 50 Cent support vaccinations? how i guess the bigger question is how is 50 cent i don't watch power so i don't know and after him and chelsea haidler broke up he really wasn't on the late night circuit as much but (laughs) allegedly i'm just saying that like covering all my bases even though no one's i mean what if vitamin water threw the book at me that'd be terrifying allegedly vitamin water is anti-vax you just drink vitamin water and you won't get the measles That power C will keep the mumps away. (laughs) Now comes the part of the episode where I tell you what I'm watching, listening to, paying attention to, and what I think you guys should be too. Um, because I'm an influencer swipe up. I'm just kidding. I just like literally spend so much time doing this. And I feel like it's nice to edit it down for people who have like jobs and hobbies and like really are very busy, I have a job. And honestly, my hobby might be watching this. Okay, this is like getting out of control. This this is what you need to know. I live to surf. Okay, I watched Let It Snow on Netflix. It might have been the day it came out. I I'm not sure. But it, I was still getting like, It was still showing up at the top of the page after I watched it, so I think it was very new. Um, But it is a teenage holiday movie, and for the record, I did not hate it. I would actually consider it one of the better ones. I don't know if this is, like, kind of a bad sign that holiday movies are getting better. You know what I mean? Like, Holiday in the Wild has, like, Rob Lowe, and this one has, like, the kid from Spider-Man, and um, I don't know some of these other kids are probably famous too but i i worry that the genre's being like co-opted for our genuine entertainment and that's not okay with me but Joan Cusack is in this and she reprimands a teenager for fully relying on her phone so i kind of liked that i was like this is kind of this is kind of cool Um, It gave me flashbacks to high school, although my skin was never as clear as all of these actresses, so I hate them. But uh, what was exciting is that there are guys that at one point in the movie, they all keep saying, I thought they were in prison. And I'm like, this is a a lot. Uh, But a twist you don't normally see in a holiday high school movie. So like maybe, maybe that's cool that we're like moving the genre forward towards like I don't know, like prison reform. (laughs) Uh, There's also a car chase scene where they play Rock the Casbah. I found it inspiring. I will say this, though, and I don't know that anyone cares about this but me. But I thought they did an excellent job of like tying all the locations together. You know how sometimes these movies that come from like six different perspectives like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, New Year's Eve. Remember that like three year span where they were just making movies about holidays? Easter, Veterans Day, Arbor Day, July 4th. Anyway, they're like seventeen perspectives and you're supposed to believe that it's all happening at the same time, but it's just like cut, 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 cut from one to another. This movie actually like did a lot of like panning where you were like, Oh, they're in the same building. I don't know. It's not a lot, but I appreciated it. It it weirdly connected the dots. Am I on Rotten Tomatoes? What? Just like living in a great review. Certified fresh. Um it wasn't that good it was good but it it definitely serves its purpose but again I'm a little concerned that these movies are getting too good and so I'm only hoping that Christmas Prince and that other one that Vanessa Hudgens is in that's coming out later in the year where there's an actual night are the kind of trash that we're looking for this podcast is about Christmas movies now <laughs> Another thing that's very important to me this week, which this should come as no surprise if you've ever met me, is John Legend being named the People's Sexiest Man Alive and Chrissy Teigen's reaction to it. Um, the first thing is she recorded a video of their children and asked and Miles yelled and Luna nodded or shook her head. I don't even remember what her reaction was, but then she just said, I want to watch the movie, mama. And I was like, I hope they play this at, at the slideshow when she graduates from high school. But Chrissy Teigen changed her um, Twitter bio to currently sleeping with the sexiest man alive. And she tweeted, the sexiest man alive just made me a ham sandwich. And she also tweeted this, which this is the kind of energy that I want to have. She actually said, I cannot wait for people to get mad about John being the sexiest man alive. It's my new Starbucks holiday cup. We're just really lucky to have her, you know congrats john i guess who cares if you're the sexiest man alive if you have a literal egot you know like he's accomplished much greater things but it's really more for us her reaction than it is for for him to be named people's sexiest man and don't they're like people just buy that anyway i mean blake shelton was one of the sexiest men alive so but so was idris elba so i don't know it's like all over the place <laughs> Olivia Colman is very important to me. If you haven't seen the favorite, you should watch it. But she is the queen now in The Crown. And I did not finish season two because it's getting kind of slow for me, but that's a personal opinion. But she's the best and I'm optimistic. So I'm just going to power through so I can get to season three. Because also Helena Bonham Carter plays um, Princess Margaret. Which I also watched in an interview the other day where she said that she spoke to the spirit of Princess Margaret through a psychic. So take that as you will, but um, I think that between the two of them, we will get the sneers of the royals that we've always deserved, but that Claire Foy was too kind to serve, and Olivia Coleman also said that the press in the UK was too mean to Meghan Markle, which they are, but I appreciated her saying it instead of all of us. Megan's out there trying to trying to stir some stuff up, though. She's like, "We're not spending Christmas with you people. We're spending Christmas with my mom." Like, she could invite her mom to to the palace, couldn't she? I don't know. She's she's getting into it, but also Olivia Coleman in the crowd, but also Meghan Markle and and that prince. Am I right? Drama. This point in the episode I think it's important that you know that I'm laying down um we made it to the end so I'm taking a break I'm really grateful that you made it this far and that you've listened to more than one of these if you have if you haven't that's quite all right um this is kind of fun for me to just do all this research and then spout it all out at people um so I hope that you are enjoying it and if you're not don't tell me okay love you all especially Adele and Michelle Obama and oh Glamour of the Year winner woman Glamour of the Year Glamour Woman of the Year I missed an entire word Megan Rapino. I'm just trying to say that I also like Megan Rapino.